But New Year's resolutions can be useful for some people, I, I guess, but commitment to them can often fall away rather quickly. But I believe that the New Year is perhaps a good time for us as Christians to think about how we build healthy, godly habits that are going to help us to honour God and to love people. And over the next five weeks or so, we're going to look at some passages from the book of Proverbs that offer godly wisdom in areas like relationships and speech and laziness and apathy. And we're going to begin at the beginning today as we consider the text in these first seven verses of chapter one. I'm just going to read through them again. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behaviour, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. I want to start at the beginning, and therefore we're starting at Proverbs 1, 1 to 7. But in starting at the beginning, I also want to jump right to the very end and say this, that the underlying message that I believe we want to take away this morning is this. You don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. See, knowledge comes from following God and seeking out the wisdom and instruction of others. You don't have all the answers. I did a sort of browse on Google during the week when I was putting this message together and I discovered mountains of websites and videos and blogs offering to help people pretend that they know what they're doing. There were websites that offered to write essays and dissertations on your behalf. Blogs that claim that they can tell you how to pretend at work and how to pretend in your relationships. Videos on how to cheat in games and how to cheat in relationships. I like sometimes to watch um, videos that are called TED Talks. Now, these are talks delivered to the technology, education and design conferences. Some really amazing things that come out of them. But I discovered a number of them focused on the idea or the title of this. This was, this was the title. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. And it seems to me that that is okay in the world today. This idea that if you don't know, just pretend you do. Just fake it. Until you get to a point where everything's okay. It seems that pretending that we've got understanding or that we know more than we do, that we've got certain skills or knowledge seems to be fine in the world. There are articles and some blogs or vlogs there about people talking about how they got themselves into seriously important jobs and roles 
and they lied about the qualifications they'd got in order to get those jobs. Jobs that required real skills, and yet people had managed to blag their way into them. It seems that this is okay in the world. It's okay to pretend that you know it all, that we've got all the answers. And that, to me, seems to be at odds with the the idea of, of the understanding of wisdom, instruction, and words of insight that are mentioned in this text this morning. It's as if the world is telling us it's okay to cheat. It's okay to pretend, it's okay to deceive, it's okay to lie. That's all okay. As long as you don't get caught. And then, of course, the world will come down on you with everybody else and condemn you for doing what they encouraged you to do in the first place. I think there are two main problems with this concept. Firstly, there is a real risk, there is a real potential that this kind of behaviour will put you at risk, and worse, it will put other people at risk. If you get yourself into a position of responsibility or authority without the proper skills or knowledge, you're at risk and others might be. But secondly, I'm pretty sure that most of us here today would say that cheating, or even cheating, sorry, (laughs) cheating, is wrong. It's just wrong. This introduction to the book of Proverbs tells us that gaining wisdom and understanding leads us to doing what is right and just and fair. And as a follower of Jesus, as someone who has made a deliberate decision to be a disciple of Jesus, as someone who, in following Jesus, commits themselves to kind of living a life of deliberate discipleship, then doing what is right and just and fair really should be a daily ambition. And this worldly concept of fake it till you make it doesn't fit. We, as disciples, as followers of Jesus, commit ourselves to gaining wisdom and understanding needed to become the people that God wants us to be. And we need to dismiss one of the greatest myths in the world today. It's a world myth, and it says this, you can do it all yourself. Everywhere you look, there are people telling, telling us, you can do it, you can do it all yourself. Now, I understand the concept of that kind of argument in a sense that it's designed to encourage people, but it misses out on a fundamental truth. This idea that we can do it all ourselves misses out on this truth. You can't. We can't do it all ourselves. This is a word truth as opposed to a worldly truth. We can only do it all in Jesus. The difference is Jesus. The world says you can do it all yourself. The word tells us we can do it all ourselves in relationship with God Jesus. See, the potential is just as big as what the world tells us, but it's doable, it's achievable only when we are in a proper relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And if we get our minds right, if we get right about this, then our discipled lives will move forwards because we'll be living our lives 
seeking the wisdom and knowledge and understanding that comes from God's word and through other people that God might put around us who have had more experience or have got some wisdom to impart and share because God has put it in them. In 2011, there's a superhero film, Thor. I'm not a great fan of superhero films. I pretend to be when Christopher wants to watch one with me. But they're not my ideal film. But in this film, Thor, it basically spins a story around the idea of a battle between good and evil. In this story, there's this sacrificial actions of one individual who has superhuman powers. And it's a love story, really, with a bit of a twist in it. One of the characters called Eric says this to Thor, the main character. He says, when you learn that you don't have all the answers, you ask the right questions. When you learn you don't have all the answers, you ask the right questions. I guess the principle is this. It doesn't really matter if you're young or old, you don't know it all. It doesn't really matter how long you've been a Christian. You still don't know it all. What really matters is understanding that we don't know it all and that we've still got more to learn. I've probably shared with you an experience before I started my ministry when I was just waiting to go to college and I was down in South Wales and I was invited before I started to, to join a sort of fellowship of local preachers and lay preachers. And there was a, a Welsh minister there, Clive Knight, who was about 250 years old at least. He was grey hair, sang in every Welsh choir that was going. He was as Welsh as it was possible to be. He'd retired, I don't know how many times, but kept coming back to churches. He was an amazing man, and he had the, the most incredible scripture knowledge. But I can remember sitting one night in Raglan Baptist Church with all these people talking about a passage and he sat next to me, and all of a sudden he said, well, he said, I've never noticed that about that passage before. And it struck me that there was this man who, who I kind of really respected, that his knowledge was amazing. Yet despite the years and years of study and application to reading the Bible, despite how much he knew, he wasn't embarrassed to say, wow, I didn't know it all. I've learned something new. That was a really important lesson for me as I headed off into ministry. We need to acknowledge that we don't know it all. Because when we do this, it puts us in a place in our relationship with God, through Jesus, where we can learn to ask the right questions. I wonder if you've ever said, or maybe you've heard somebody else say, well, God just doesn't, doesn't answer my questions. God doesn't speak to me. Well, my experience is God is speaking constantly to all of us. He wants to speak into our lives. But I think sometimes the problem is we're asking the wrong questions because we're perhaps seeking things from the wrong uh, motives. One of the key things for gaining wisdom, godly wisdom, and understanding what God wants in our lives is to be asking him the right questions. As that character said to Thor, when you learn that you don't have all the answers, you'll ask the right questions. And that's one of the key things I want us to, to hold on to today. Learn to ask God the right questions.
The Bible tells us that God and his purposes are beyond our understanding. That might seem a little bit unfair, that we've got to ask God all these questions and search for wisdom if he's beyond our understanding. Let me just give you a few examples of what the Bible says about God. In Isaiah 55 it says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. In Job 36 it says, How great is God beyond our understanding. The number of his years is past finding out. How many theologians have spent countless time trying to to search out to see if they can find out how old God is or all sorts of mysterious, deep things? God says, it's beyond your knowledge. In Psalm 139, this one of those passages we perhaps know uh, very well. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before. You lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. God knows it all. You don't know it all. I don't know it all. In Romans chapter 11 it says... Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has been his counsellor? In 1 Corinthians chapter 2. For who knows a person's thought except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except Spirit of God. And finally, one of the wisdom books, Ecclesiastes 3. He has made everything beautiful in his time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Acknowledging that God is beyond our understanding isn't an invitation to say, well, okay, then there's no point in me trying. It's an invitation to recognise that we don't know all there is to know and that we need to commit ourselves to continuing to grow in our discipleship. It's an invitation to be deliberate about our discipled lives. Let me end with this this morning and in a sense take you back to that earlier video. This opening to the book of Proverbs speaks about knowledge and of understanding and also of wisdom. And we heard from whatever his name was, not Josh, Douglas. 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 Jake's his other friend who knows Josh as well. Yeah. Just because we know something doesn't make us wise. Just because we have the knowledge doesn't mean we've got the wisdom. Wisdom is about recognising what you know 
but more importantly, what you don't know. It's about making the best use of what you know and making a deliberate effort to understand more. As disciples or followers of Jesus, the most wise thing we can do is recognise what we know about God. And the best way we can do that is look at what his word tells us, his written word, but also what the living word demonstrated about God to us, Jesus. Wisdom is about knowing that we don't have it all, we're not sorted, we've not made it yet, we've not got it all fixed. It's also about knowing that that doesn't put a barrier between us and God. The fact that we're not perfect, we haven't got it all right, doesn't leave us in a place where God leaves us distance and say, when you've passed all the tests, when you've learned it all, when you've got it memorised, then I'll come close to you. Wisdom is realising that God has already made it possible for us to be close to him and to grow deeper in our knowledge of him because of Jesus. The wisest decision each one of us can take every day is to turn to this book to read it and allow the beautiful truth that's in it to guide our lives so that we can become obedient to God. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behaviour, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction.